this is Kendra. Hey, and this is Fletch, and we are coming at you live from our Honda minivan on the way to church. Was that a product placement? It was a total product placement for the, let me just do it officially. This is the Honda Odyssey minivan, the best minivan that we've ever owned. Fletch, this is the best car we've ever owned, because I think everything else was a VW or used. Yeah, so uh, once again, if anybody wants to just tag uh, Honda Corporation, let them know we're looking for sponsor money. So our topic today is girls, girls, girls. I like this topic, Fletch, because I am, in fact, a girl. And I like this topic because you are, in fact, a girl, and I like you. Oh, that's good. And it's probably very good that you like our girls, because we have three of them. Uh, so we have a great episode. We're just going to kick back and talk, and uh, we want you to just uh, relax and enjoy the conversation about girls. From the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast. I'm Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. All right, we're back in the studio, and this is Fletch. And this is Kendra. And we are talking girls. Girls. We have a few of those, Fletch. Let's, uh, let's remind our audience what our family looks like. We have eight children, and three of them are girls. So we have five boys. Yeah, that's right. Good math, Yeah, Fletch. and the girls are all lumped together. They yeah. are... They are 14, 12, and 10 years old. Which sounds like drama to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. There's a lot of drama, and um, I have to say that some of it maybe is a little bit uh, personality-driven, because one is not as drama-intense as the others. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, it comes with the territory. So are you saying one is more like her dad's child? Oh, whatever. <laughs> well, what what do our listeners have to look forward to on this episode, Kench? Well, we're going to talk some, maybe some frank talk about what we've seen in the homeschool community over the last 20 years, maybe some pitfalls of raising girls. Sure. So homeschooling in real life, again, Yeah. we're going to just pull the veil back and you know what? Just be prepared now. You're going to hear some things that'll probably just rock your head off your shoulders. <laughs> um, no, maybe not. But we are going to be serious about it. We've seen some real silliness with girls. Yeah, I know. And and I think what we want to get to in the heart of this episode is encouraging moms and dads of, of girls to raise them to serve and love God. Ultimately. Yeah, whatever that looks like. Case closed. Right. So are you ready to get started? I am. Let's do it. Here we go. All right, so at Homeschooling IRL, one of the things we do is we, we like to pull back the veil and look at reality. Yes. So let's start with what is, you know, what are some of the crazy things we've seen out there? If we go to the very furthest extreme, we yeah. see this idea of, of girls in the home serving their father until one day they get married and daddy transfers that service to a husband. To a husband, to another man. Mm-hmm. And on the furthest extent, I mean, we're talking, You listeners may hear that and go, 
Well, that sounds pretty good. But on the furthest extent, what are we seeing? We're seeing that daughter slaves. What? Who says that? I don't know who said. I would never say. But that's yeah. the guy who says this is awesome. Yeah. I'll have people serving me yeah. all day long. Selfishness is really what we're talking about. Right. Exactly. But when we're we're looking at these, um, the very furthest extreme, mm-hmm. we're looking at girls serving as slaves, really. And Jesus came to set mm-hmm. the captives free. Mm-hmm. And on homeschooling IRL. We're going to bring the gospel into everything. We're going to bring it right into this discussion. Okay. But, you know, we let's just share that one story. You know, we, ha- we had a young man, a friend of ours, his son, 18, who was interested in these, these homeschool, this homeschool family had these very attractive young women. Mm-hmm. And they're in their 20s. Yeah, early 20s. And these mm-hmm. girls had no access to a phone. Right. They had to literally escape their home mm-hmm. to get to a phone mm-hmm. in order to, to, to contact this help. young man and to ask right. for help mm-hmm. because they were what? They were like slaves. They were trapped in this home. Right. And when they decided to speak up, do you remember? They were accused of all kinds oh, of sinful oh, behavior. Oh, horrible things where, where the father was saying, you know, my daughters are a Jezebel and yeah. you don't want them. And, oh, it's just... It's just so Yeah, so obviously and, yeah. we're saying, we're picking an example of the extreme. That is extreme. Okay, let's bring yeah. it a little closer to home. Okay. Fall of 2013, mm-hmm. we had a major Christian ministry crumble. Right. Because a, a leader uh, in Vision Forum, you know, the, the leader, Doug Phillips, was caught in sexual scandal. Right. By his own admission, mm-hmm. he's confessed. We're not going to even get into the controversy there. Mm-hmm. But there's a ministry that taught, uh, published, and put things together on girls and the and the purpose of raising girls and how they were going to be raised in a very patriarchal environment. Yeah. Stay home. They don't go to college. It's that whole idea of transferring, serving her father, then serving a husband. Okay. Really the only route for any girl in that system of patriarchy and girls at home, and I don't even know what they call it, but is is wife and mother. Period. Sure. And then I think, you know, an entire video series went up, The Return of the Daughters. So mm-hmm. so that's very much close to home to maybe some of our listeners who've heard mm-hmm. this. Sure. And we're going to dive right into that. Now, if we look at all these, um, if we were really to kind of look at the raising girls in a Christian homeschool and kind of look at it in a, a big bird's eye view, we'd see education, we'd see marriage, courtship, betrothal, relationship issues, mm-hmm. we'd see modesty issues and mm. you know what we're not going down all those paths. <laughs> I know. We're yeah. let's maybe just pick on maybe education today. We'll talk about education. Okay. But as I look at the whiteboard here in the uh, homeschooling IRL studio, it looks like we're going to be talking about uh you know, the fact does it take 18 years to teach a girl to mop a floor? I mean, yeah. are we going to homeschool our daughters only right. to be moms? Right. And can we not teach them to manage a home while they're living in our home, but also... Give them an education. Right. A real education. Exactly. Uh, for things beyond just... Mopping the floor. Mopping the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about dads connecting with daughters. Maybe I'll speak up there a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, what it what it means for there. And, and really, I'm bringing not just my own experience, but the experience of many men yeah. that I, I've talked to. Great. Um, what does homeschooling look like with these? You know, what does education look like? Mm-hmm. And to... does it look different than educating boys? Sure. Uh, and then this idea, this thing you've been bringing up that's been great, and an example you have of a young woman that's been in our house mm-hmm. of plan A versus plan B. I mean, are we mm-hmm. creating our daughters with two plans? Like, right. here's the noble one, but here's the backup. Just in case everything falls apart. Boy, and I tell you, I don't think this is just a homeschool-specific idea, Fletch, because I wasn't raised in a homeschooling home. I was, you know, public schooled 
than private university, but I was raised in in an evangelical Christian home. And I would say that the general thought uh, at church, at church camp and youth group and uh, any Christian organization I was in, just the general message in the 80s and 90s and continuing to today is that this idea of a backup plan, that you went to college and pursued education or you pursued um, any sort of uh, something beyond high school outside of your home as plan B. That right. plan A was going to be husband, children, family. But if that didn't work out or if you got in a marriage and he died or something <laughs> something like that, you know, you had to have this plan B. Because sure. you know, what if something were to happen? And I, I take real issue with that. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Hey, we have, uh, want you to stick with us, but we're going to take a quick break. How about a commercial? You know, moms need girl time too. If you're a blogger who also homeschools, you'll want to mark your calendar for May 2nd through 4th, 2014, and plan to attend the 2 to 1 conference. 2 to 1 is the conference for bloggers who homeschool their children. Your heart will be encouraged by inspiring keynotes like Heidi St. John and Angie Smith. And your business will be blessed by 2 to One's educational breakouts on HTML, making a salary blogging, and photography. For those of you who don't blog but still need encouragement, there are business-free breakouts that will speak to your homeschool mom heart, like the family management session. Visit 2to1conference.com for more information on our speakers, a complete list of sessions, and to register. We'll see you there. All right, Ken. So we're... Uh maybe talking about raising girls in the Christian home in the homeschool environment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the standards we see that's, that's thrown about often is the Proverbs 31 woman. Yes. And we're raising these girls to be keepers of home. Mm-hmm. Right? Keepers at home? Mm, yeah. Yes. Keepers at home. Right. Um, and so what does that traditionally look like? I mean, again, I, I don't want to hit stereotypes here, but what have we seen? We've seen... In the homeschool community? In the homeschool community, yeah. Okay. So let's just be truthful here. Well, okay, so 17 years ago when we began homeschooling, um, there there was some good curriculum development at the time. It was really starting to pick up steam. I mean, you know, now curriculum and uh, resources in the homeschool market are just so much better than they were even when we started. But a lot of what we saw, or a lot of what I saw for girls was that. It was training them to be keepers at home, um, training them to be um, daughters of Sarah. I remember that, you know, whole kind of a thing. And there was a real emphasis on that. And I think, you know, some of that has to do with what we see in Scripture as an admonition to young wives um, to really look look well to the ways of their household. Yeah. Um, but some of it too, I think maybe, maybe somewhat of a backlash to a feminist agenda in the seventies and eighties that we were raised. I mean, that's exactly what we've heard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, men, you're going to lead your homes because you've seen this, uh, what you've seen are are men not leading their homes and women leading their homes. So, so, you know, the homeschool homeschool response, yeah, that we've seen has been that, um, and and this very well may may not be the case for some of our listeners. You know, we're we're talking about the last seventeen years of homeschooling. Uh, our our vision has been a little bit West Coast California, uh-huh. and so we might have people out of the country that are listening to this saying, "I've never seen never this. seen you know, this. I've never yeah. seen this." And, so, and actually, you know, there's been a bit of a shift too. I and mean, the homeschool community has grown just so vastly, even in I would say the last five years. And what I'm seeing at conventions and conferences where I speak um, is 
is a real demographic change. I mean, there's there's a broader scope of people who are choosing to homeschool their kids for a lot of different reasons. And I would say it's not so narrow a field in terms of Christian, um, you know, the, the personality who chooses to homeschool as there maybe were was 20 years ago. Right. And, you know, and, and this isn't going to be the last time we talk about girls. Mm-hmm. So just on this first episode where we've decided to talk about the education maybe more. Yep. The What we've seen, though, has been at least what I've picked up. Yes. And, and I'm not, believe me, I mean, our, our listeners need to know, I am not that as into the homeschooling movements and conventions right. as you no. are. I mean, yeah. I, I rarely show up, but I when I do... I often explain who I'm talking about or what I'm talking about right. to you. Yeah, so, you know, when I when I think about it, I think about, and it's mostly coming from our experience in church, mm-hmm. and and really just being in a very conservative homeschool-centered church. Yes, um, you know, not anymore. But not yes. anymore, yeah, but I, I just remember that the general consensus was... Girls weren't going to go to college. That was not going to be the option. Right, right. Um, there's no reason to. Right. You know, we're raising these girls to stay at home. Right. So there's going to be no reason for them to, for the, now that wasn't everybody. I'm not saying everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm saying just in general, that was, that was the, mm-hmm. the mood. So the part I thought was always funny was this was being made by parents who, <laughs> in fact, met their wives in college. in college, you know, like right. I met you right. as a, a young freshman right. at a private university in California. Right. And then to turn around and say, yeah, but that's not what my daughter's going to, I don't want my daughter to go through that. You know, yeah. I'm thinking, well, well, it was, and, and I'm not saying that, hey, it worked for us. It's going to work for them also. So. <laughs> well, and here's what's actually what I, you know, I've heard happening in these circles. So these kids who are, have been homeschooled, you know, what are the boys told? They want to, you know, they, you need to f- find a wife who will take care of the home and right? Yeah. So they go off to college, but who are the girls they meet at college that they end up marrying? Yeah, and, and that has been a little bit of a funny story because right. you see these boys going off to school and finding wives, <laughs> and and these lovely maidens Ooh, are waiting right. at home, waiting Fact for college. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Waiting for the boys to return. Yeah, and that was a little bit of a a true story. I mean, we saw that play mm-hmm. out several times. We so, certainly did. Um. I think, you know, some of the inconsistency there before we even get into the discussion is just this idea that college is is a place or uh, the university is a place where um, there's all these issues. You mm-hmm. know, minds are going to be expanded. Liberalism abounds. Yeah. Um, sexuality is rampant. Mm-hmm. And we certainly don't want our young women there. It's okay that our boys go there, you know, by all means. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't get me started on that one. Ridiculous inconsistency. Yeah. But, you know, and I'm and I'm looking at our lives saying, you know, we did the university experience. We mm-hmm. were involved in a Greek system, mm-hmm. you know, and not like Christian <laughs> fraternities, sororities. We were involved yeah. in actual but social. you always said stories. Paul went to the Greeks. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I looked at that and I saw a lot of, um, you know, for us, it was a lot of evangelism that came out of that. It, it actually was. I mean, yeah. I joke about that and you joke about that too, that Paul went to the Greeks, but... We did have that mindset when we were in college. Yeah, we it really was great. Did. It was a reach but, out or an outreach. But again, that doesn't legitimize what, you know, oh, suddenly, well, everybody else should do it as well. Mm-hmm. But that was the tone. The tone was they weren't going to go to school. Mm-hmm. The tone was they were going to stay home. Right. They were going to learn skills that would help equip them mm-hmm. as a stay-at-home mom, as a, she's going to be a future homeschooler. Right. Uh, and this, and, and right off the bat, you know, that's, that's what they're going to do. Because that's what everybody should do. Do you think that's wrong? 
Not at all. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, but the thing is, and I'd like to talk about this right now since you're bringing it up. I don't necessarily think, I mean, we have three daughters, mm-hmm. Abby, Caroline, and Ansley. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need 18 years to train these girls to be really to good baby. moms and yeah. wives. I don't think it takes 18 yeah. years. I also don't think you just prep them the night before their wedding and say, hey, uh, this is what it takes to be a mom and a wife. Right. But I think it. I, I think whether they're going to get sent to public school, mm-hmm. I mean, even in mm-hmm. our homeschool environment, mm-hmm. if they were going to go to public school along the way, they're going to pick this up because it's going to be modeled for them day in and day out. This is what – Right. A, and, and for our right. boys, this is what a Christian well, dad acts and like. You know, what's interesting about that too is that I was not homeschooled. I, I went to public school, K through 12. Yeah, And then off I. to private university. and. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom. She was a very busy, involved in the in our community woman, but she was she did not have a career. And I think I learned very well from her how to manage a home and yeah, how so, to do the domestic yeah, things. And I loved domesticity, but I wasn't home with her. So somehow in those times after school, on the weekends, during the summertime, I learned a lot of the domestic skills I needed. And you, you had a Christian marriage demonstrated for you? Right. And a Christian family. Right. So I guess you know, my first thing out of the gates is, do I think it's wrong? No. No, no, no. Not at all. Mm. I think... Um, Wait. Do you think what's wrong? Do I think it's wrong to, to raise girls to become um, moms and Right. And, okay. Thank you. That's wives. what I was asking no, and clarifying. No. I think... Yeah. I mean, we see that all through scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just look at the Proverbs 31 woman who looks well to the ways of her household. Mm-hmm. That's demonstrated. Right. And uh, as much as I think that's there, I think there's the this Proverbs 31 woman who can, you know, consider a field and buy it. Right. You know, she knows how to practice commerce. Right. And I don't think that just means balancing the family checkbook uh, for the Costco bills and things like that. <laughs> I think no. I think there's there's opportunity there for um, education as well. Right. So, well, here's the thing about if you're going to bring the Proverbs 31 woman up, let, let's talk about seasons, too, because, you know, here's the deal. She didn't do all those things all at once. There's no way she did everything all in the same season all at once. So that's another thing to be thinking about, because our lives really do move in seasons as women, um, as men as well. But I think maybe there's a little more of seasons for women in terms of child. You know, there's a childbearing season. Um, but you know, Fletch, our oldest two are 20 and almost 21 and 19. I would be, if we had the, you know, American two children, I would be done. Sure. I would have been done a year ago, homeschooling, raising children, but I feel very young. I feel very young. You are young. Thank you. Yeah. That's the right thing to say. (laughs) Extra Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm 43 years old. Um, and there is a lot that I want to do still in the next 30 to 40 years of my life in ministry, in terms of ministry and well, ministry, just right there in terms of ministry, there is a lot I would love to accomplish for the next 30 to 40 years of my life. We have, we've encouraged our children and ourselves to dream big. And I have big dreams about what God is calling us to do and, you know, wanting me to do. So my point is, if you have not had eight children <laughs> you know, and aren't at this for as long as we are, 
that season's going to be done and over with pretty darn soon. So you're going to have a lot of time left. You're going to have a lot of time left. And what are you going to do with that season? And I, I think that's really where we are going with this episode. Yeah. What is God calling that girl to do? And even amongst our three daughters, you know, the three that we have, we have one who's very much math and science oriented. Um, and we have one who who is my shadow all over the house. She is highly domestic and wants to run a home and wants to be in the kitchen and wants to be... Neither girl is wrong. Yeah. They're pursuing what God has um, gifted them in. But the one who, who loves domesticity, I will always encourage her to pick up a book. I will always encourage her to, to further her education because any guy can hire a maid and a cook and a nanny. <laughs> but to develop a mind to to um, use in whatever way God calls her to use it, whether she's married or not, that that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, exactly. And just picking up from that, um, let's let's look through then. So as we've talked about what we've seen, mm-hmm. these these girls that are being encouraged to stay at home, it wasn't so much that they were being encouraged to those things. Again, nothing wrong with it. You asked me and I said, no, I don't think there's anything wrong right. with it. The point is it ends there. Right. That's and not what there's going to be no furthering. That was the only option. Yeah. And I do remember them saying, well, you know, I remember family saying, well, sure, they, we could encourage them um, to go to school and mm-hmm. they could, you know, further their cooking or they could further <laughs> their, uh, you know, floral arranging. Right. Or they could, you know, things like that. But there was going to be no chance for them to, to go into medicine, no mm-hmm. chance for them to go into, um, and, you know, maybe nursing is the stretch. And, you know, maybe education, but only to be able to teach their own kids at home. But, you know, I I remember when this really snapped in my mind. And it was, I I forget whether it was one of our kids or a friend's kid who was in the hospital. Oh, it was one of ours because I remember having this conversation. And the the doctor that was caring for our child Mm -hmm. was, and and really coming up with some solutions to the issues, Mm -hmm. was a female doctor. And I thought... I'm so thankful their parents oh. encouraged her to get a a career in medicine. No kidding. And I'm not judging her family life, which I'm just saying I'm thankful that she was used and, and her her knowledge was used uh, to help save our little guy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I don't know if that proves anything. It just reminds me that, hey, you know what? There's going to be some young women that are going to be world changers. And yeah. And to really, you know, hold them back. Right. Um, and, and in any way, I mean, this is no different to me than the parent who is constantly pushing a child into one career. You're, you need to be a doctor or a lawyer. You know, you, you need hear to take that. over the family business. You need to take over the family business. Whatever it is where the, the parent is driving the ship and ignoring the fact that God has a calling on this life that may not look like what you thought it would be. Sure. And that, that spills over into a lot of things. Yeah, it sure you know, does. Hey, you're going to go to this church because this is where our family goes Ugh. to church. And you don't see That's this. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> it is. But, you know, it's the same thing. It's like it's that heavy-fisted, we know what's right, and yeah. we're going to map out your life and ignore the individual, mm-hmm. uh, the passions. or And I'm not even saying passions because that makes it sound like this kid has a heart to do something and we need to rope in that heart. I'm saying 
a God-given a God-given gift. God-given gift, yeah, or um, ability, or or even a God-given passion. Because so many times, our passions that are not a moral, you know, that are not morally compromising passions, but are passions for, you know, um, maybe you have a child who's really interested in airplanes, or you have a child who's super interested in in piano or whatever it is. Those oftentimes are God-given desires for something. All right. Hey, I love this conversation so far. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to love talking about girls as much as I love talking about it. But you know what? I think a lot of what I've seen mm-hmm. has just, I'm just fed up. And so when I'm fed up, I get fired <laughs> yeah. up and I really enjoy this conversation. But before we get um, maybe on to the, the topic of plan A, plan B that we blogged about last week, mm-hmm. why don't we instead just take a quick break and we'll be right back. You know, we want to encourage you to connect with us through social media. The best way to do it is go straight to homeschoolingirl.com, our brand new website, where you can get our Twitter handle. You can find us on Facebook on that same website. And then if you'd like to subscribe, we will keep you updated on every new blog post, every episode that goes up, and just fun newsletters that we plan on sending out. We just need your name and your email address, but go straight to our website. Again, it's homeschoolingirl.com. IRL.com. While we were away, we were sort of talking about what a great girl dad you are. Well, I was talking about what a great girl dad you are. That's funny. You know, I think having three boys right off the bat, I always thought I was a boy dad. Yeah. Uh, Get down on the floor, wrestle with them, Mm -hmm. um, hurt them. (laughs) (laughs) Hurt them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just kind of, I thought I was an all boy dad. But, you know, when those three girlies came along, it turns out I like being a girl dad. I know. You're very, very sweet to those girls, but... Um, what does that mean to be a girl? Well, you know, it's not, I'm not sitting there getting my fingernails done and, you know, having tea time. (laughs) Not like the guys on the... a metro dad? Oh, you know the guys on the Doritos commercial where they're in there wearing little dresses and having tea time? (laughs) Oh, right. Not not that at all. Okay, no, no, you're not. And I'm not in there talking periods and, you know, (laughs) everything that... Ooh, you know what I saw on Facebook? I saw this really cute picture of this, this guy who was in line at the checkout. And right there on the little um, checkout, you know, conveyor belt yeah. was a box of Tampax. And right on top of it was a container of pink cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this is a guy who gets it. That's funny. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm not a, a girl dad like that. And I'm also not um, forcing them into a boy's world. No. So that they're, you know, roughhousing and, you know, uh, all sports and, yeah. and, you know, all those stereotypical boy things like like I'm going to make my girls be like boys and that's how I'll relate to them. Yeah. I think, you know, I've taken a couple approaches. One is um I think, you know, part of it is I like to enter into their world. Yeah. And I have daughters that love to sing and perform mm-hmm. and I love to attend those events with them. I have daughters that love to cook mm-hmm. and I love to eat what they cook and I love to compliment on what they cook. Mm-hmm. And uh so, you know, whatever it is that they love, I also have daughters that 
you know, love sports right? and will sit with me and watch a sporting event. Yeah. And part of it is – and it, it doesn't really matter whether it's boys or girls. It's just taking a break and entering into their world. Yeah, you know, I was raised with two older brothers and there was a lot of sports in our home. My dad is a sports guy, right? I mean, you know, this yeah. holidays – Sports are on yeah. TV. <laughs> but my dad was really good about attending every musical I was in and every little ballet performance and everything. And I'm sure he was bored to tears. But I didn't know it. Yeah, and I, I would say I'm not bored. I really enjoy getting involved in these girls' lives. Yeah. I think the second thing is I've I've given them an excitement and a passion for things I love. Uh-huh. So, yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, our three – I've, I've – Taking them with me to Jimmy Buffett concerts, all yeah. all three of them, I think. Uh, I don't know, but you know, we've taken one. yeah, she we didn't take the littlest ready. one, but you know, I've taken them to Jimmy Buffett concerts. I've I've introduced them to um, you know foods that I love. I've introduced them to um, not just music, but movies I love. Yeah, I mean, I have a daughter that'll sit and watch Lost with me over and over again. <laughs> we get up every Saturday That's morning. Your wife won't. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> My these are not replacement wives. That's not. No, that's actually no. we're going to be talking about that later in the episode. Yeah, we are. You know, um, right, I, I am. I do have daughters that'll get up on a Saturday morning, and this is another thing you won't do. They'll get up early with me and have coffee and talk about the merits of good coffee on a ah. Saturday morning. Um, so I've brought them into you my just world. Them well. Yeah, yeah, and and so that's what I I want them to love what I love, and I yeah. love what they love. That's good. And I think that's where it is. Yeah. That's good. I, that, I've just watched you really love those girls well, and I appreciate that. Oh, did you play California Girls for me? Of course I did. Oh, that's awesome. I've always loved being California girl. Mm-hmm. All right, so California girl, mm-hmm. we're back on our last segment here uh, for the show is uh, based on this blog post that uh, you put up this week. Yeah, on Plan A versus Plan B, and what is just what is cra- yeah. what is crawling in your underwear <laughs> that you need to get this out? I know. Okay, well, here's the thing, and it's this idea. That there is a plan A, and the plan A in Christendom is marriage. That's it. Plan That's plan A. And so a girl can go to college, and she can do all these things, but that's all just a precursor to marriage, the right. plan A. And certainly, if you get married, you know, you better have some sort of a plan B because... Yeah, I mean, and, and this idea of plan B, is it... Is it- Set up for like you know if if a husband dies or if a husband leaves you or or something like that. I think that's where they're yeah, coming from. I think so too. But I but but more than that, I think it's just this idea that if you don't get married, even it, you know, so forget getting married and something happens. But if you don't get married, boy, you better have a backup plan. And I hate that idea because it. It for it just completely disregards the idea or the the fact that God may be calling a daughter or a, even a son to something specific that that is outside of the cultural norm or outside of Chris, you know Christendom's norm. Yeah. So it's funny because when I posted this uh, blog post initially, I did it quietly uh, last Monday evening, 
And I didn't post it on social media yet until Tuesday. And so the very first comment I got, I was a little surprised. And it was actually Misty Winkler, who's a, another blogger and a friend of mine. And she she commented that it had been opposite for her, that the plan A was this was career and, you know, this kind of thing. And that, you know, you you only fell back on staying at home. So this was so great that she brought this up because my point is not that that the whole idea of um, marriage is the plan A and then, you know, something to back up is bad. It really is this idea that there is some sort of a plan B in the first place. Yeah. Whatever God is calling your daughter to do is plan A, period. Yeah, and so we saw that in our house this week. We did. Oh, goodness, yeah. So last weekend, the African Children's Choir performed um, at a church close to our home. And one of my friends there is the wife of uh, the music pastor. And she said, hey, would you guys be willing to house some of the little choir members? And we said, absolutely. You know, we'll just bump our girls out of their bedroom <laughs> and put some of the choir members in there. So we had three absolutely precious Ugandan girls uh, staying with us. And then there are two chaperones, and one of whom was a Ugandan woman who had been in that choir herself when she was yeah, a little girl. Yeah, very cool to yeah. see how it so neat. affected I've her life. Absolutely changed her life, because these are the poorest of the poor. Um, and anyway, then the other the other uh, chaperone was a girl named Lisa, and she was from Northern Ireland. And so I said, Lisa, how did you come to, to do this? The, the tours for each choir are a year and a half long. And I said, you know, how, how did you get involved in this? And she said, well, I had uh, I was at the University of Edinburgh in Scotland, and I was getting my my music degree. And sort of in my senior year there, I was really praying about God, what God was wanting me to do with um, with my life after my my bachelor's degree. And I heard the African Children's Choir sing, and in that moment, I knew this is what God wanted me to do. So I emailed them. And, you know, was on board as a chaperone and, and just loving on these kids and touring with them and helping the music director. And she said, you know, um, I just want to serve God. That's just what was my prayer. I just wanted to serve God. And I was just looking for where God wanted me to serve. Uh. That was the plan A. And what was funny is we were we were sort of casually discussing um, Valentine's Day with her and, and our two of our daughters and one of them said, oh, Valentine's Day is so silly when you don't have someone special to, to celebrate with. And Lisa said, oh, girls, live your life. And I love that. This is what I want my girls to, to do. Live your life. You don't have someone, quote unquote, special. It doesn't matter because that, that moment when God, that God has you in is the plan A. And if I could just communicate to my daughters, to my sons, look for what God wants you to do. You know, pour yourself into where God wants you to serve. That's the plan A. And God can change the plans. Oh, my goodness. And he God will provide for you plans. when he changes the plan. That's right. That's you know, right. When you, because uh, we've seen this in a very tragic way. Mm -hmm. We've seen um, mm -hmm. families lose a, lose a father, lose a dad. Right. Uh, lose a husband. We've seen families lose that to tragedy like death. And we've yeah. seen families lose it to sin, mm -hmm. you know, where dads just move and, and walk away from a family. That's right. Never to touch them again, never to talk to them again. And that's, that's brutal. Right. Yeah. Um, so is it, Hey, Oh, oh, I'm glad mom had that accounting degree. Cause now, 
you know, she can take care of that family. <laughs> As oh, I'm glad mom hope, had. Oh, it's we're going right back to our hope shifting. It is. As if again. the hope is in her degree. As if the hope is in her education. As if our hope is in the plan B. Yeah. And that's my point. The plan A is doing what God calls you to do because God is our hope. Yeah. And if, you know, if God has uh, equipped and blessed a daughter with um, a desire to become a hygienist, that's, yeah. we'll just keep it right in her own home. Mm-hmm. She wants to be a hygienist and, Dental hygienist, and yeah. her heart is to work for me. Uh-huh. I know, I love it. <laughs> Which is funny because we're talking about this this whole concept of daughters <laughs> serving their their dads. But she wants to come work in my office not because she wants to serve me as my slave, right. but because <laughs> we have a very fun office mm. and we goof around a lot and we listen to Jimmy Buffett. You are her favorite parent. Yeah, I was. It's clearly <laughs> she chooses to hang out with you, well, <laughs> not me. <laughs> um, we do some really goofy things. But anyway, my point is, um, getting beyond that, that that's her, that's what, that's her desire. That's her heart. We're going to equip her for that, which mm-hmm. means she'll go to school for that, which means she'll have an education for that. And guess what? Hmm. If some Prince Charming comes and sweeps her off her feet and yeah. suddenly her whole heart's desire to work in my office is replaced by I want to go to the other end of the world and be a missionary or I want to help him with his business mm-hmm. or I want whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is. That's plan A, and God's going to equip her with plan A. That's it. You know, that's the new plan. Exactly. And so let's just, you know, we're we're not going to settle. We're not going to fall back on something. Yeah. Let's Um, cheerlead those plans. How does every episode come back to hope shifting? Because we're so good at hope shifting. I think think we are, and that's maybe the biggest thing we'd bring up time and time again for homeschooling silliness that we've seen. Yeah. Because people shift their hope onto a model, onto a plan, onto – a formula. A formula. Um, so have we beaten this horse into the ground? I guess maybe we don't need to say much more than just in passing uh, to talk about the the real abusive form of this. The real mm-hmm. when we're when we say slavery, we mean slavery, right? You know that they their whole goal. There's no reason to get an education when you're going to be serving dad. Yeah. And there's no reason to get an education when you're going to be serving mm-hmm. your husband. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen it. We're not making this stuff up. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is where we'd like to start some conversation. So, um, again, we, we have a blog that's active, and we love to talk uh, and go back and forth. We have, uh, you know, you can tweet to us or or use the Facebook page. Um, I have a feeling this could be the one topic that pushes a few serious buttons uh, because I don't think that we're landing uh, on lines that are real simple for traditional Christian homeschoolers. Well, and back to that idea of wanting a formula, we're not giving any black and white because guess what? God is not in, he doesn't work and move within our formulas. Yeah, He is so creative. And if we can stand back and take our grip off of our kids and shift our hope back to God and not what you know we think would be best for them or what we think is going to make them safe or taken care of you know i think sometimes that's the motivation for for the the like what misty was saying the opposite side that says plan a is a career you know again education career that's not our hope yeah let them serve god no matter what it looks like and he will always always be the safety net. Yeah. That's good. And 
you know, we want to, I just want to finish up with one last comment. That's on the, the topic of grace. We had some, uh, a little bit of uh, feedback on our Facebook page about someone saying, you talk a lot about grace. Um, mm. Are you willing to give it? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? Having been stuck in a real legalistic environment mm-hmm. and a real uh, rigid um, environment, mm-hmm. th- that gets our hackles up a lot here. I'm not very gentle when it comes to slavery. Mm. I'm not very gentle when it comes to human trafficking. Mm-hmm. I'm not very gentle when it comes to um, sexual abuse or mm-hmm. physical abuse or mental abuse. And I'm not very gentle when it comes to uh, abusive daughters, yeah. uh, as we've seen it. Yeah. As I see daughters locked in a house, as I see daughters who don't know how to use a currency because they haven't been trained yeah. on how to and have their, a bank account. Their only way out of a home is by getting married. Yeah. But other than that, you're right. No black and whites. And we're we're once again maybe landing in the middle on this one, but just kind of opening uh, the the conversation. And we very well may come back to this topic. Okay. You know, if the I'd say if the conversation gets going and people want to talk more about it, mm-hmm. I could see us coming back to this or or even uh, interviewing some people who have some thoughts on this. Can we just covenant and agree as listeners and podcasters to one thing? Let's free our kids to serve God no matter what it looks like. Sure. It has been a great conversation, and we just want to remind you again: if you'd like to reach us, uh, you can reach us on Facebook at facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl. You can tweet to us at homeschoolirl. Or if you want to just uh, read more about us, see past episodes, and uh, just engage in our blog, you can go straight to our website at homeschoolingirl.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, Fletch, you know, you talked a little bit about how you enter into our daughters' lives, and um, that's super great, but it reminds me also of our next episode coming up in two weeks. On February 14th, we have an interview with a dad we think is really doing this well. He's a homeschool dad, right? No, he's not. No, he's an old friend from college, and uh, this is a very fun episode. We want our podcast listeners to get ready to rock and roll. (laughs) The title of the next episode is called... How to Start a Rock Band with Your Daughter. And here's a sound clip for you. We'll see you in two weeks. We still have our band, and we go to concerts together... um, and we, um, we used to rent an RV, and we would say it was our tour bus. And we would bring our guitars, and we would have band practice in the RV, dress in costume. We would record mu- music videos in the RV. The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more information on this podcast, to contact your hosts, or to connect with Fletch and Kendra on social media, Visit us on our website and blog at homeschoolingirl.com.